Okay, guys, so this is Marsha Curitali, and I am trying out this new experiment, which is really to have a podcast. Usually, I just record my voice about the topics that I'm interested in. But today, I am considering adding some people to that conversation to kind of broaden um, the perspective. Um, so today, I have Anthony with me. Say hello, Anthony. Hello. Okay. Um, I don't know how to make sure everyone can hear you because this is like my first time doing this. So I'm super excited about it, but we'll see how it goes. So anyway, the topic today is um, should women test men before committing to a relationship? And your first question to that um, uh, topic was what, Anthony? What type of test? Okay, so can you speak louder for me as well? Because it's a little bit low on your end. All right, hold on. All right, how about now? Sounds the same, but it's okay. So you said what type of testing? So in your head, if I was to say to you, um, should a woman test a, a man, like what are the, the different types of testing that could be allowed? Yeah, you're talking about age tests. You're talking about what kind of tests are you talking about? Well, I don't think any of them would be out of the realm. So what tests would be allowable and which tests would it be? Well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not even, you know, really speaking on that, you know, but a person is going to be like, well, what kind of test? You know, what, what do you want to, what do you want to know? What do you want to test me on? So do you think, okay, so let's take it back this way. When a person is meeting a person, another person for the first time, do you think they instinctively test that person? I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you want to, you don't, I don't test them. You know, I feel for vibes. You know, I put my, I put my antenna out. I kind of see who I'm dealing with, you know. So there's no, no testing involved. When you think of the word testing, what do you think? Man, I, start, I I think of STD tests when I mean when you when you sent me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is 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 that not part of it though? Should women not be requiring dudes to be taking an STD test? I mean, I don't know about. I mean, a woman, a person, a person can do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not it's nothing that's going to be that everybody's going to do. You know, a person can do what they want to do if if a like if you, for example, you you have your requirement when you meet someone new, and before you get physical with them, you want to take some type of test or S, you know STD test. Well, that's that's fine. And you know if the guy has a problem with it, then you need to keep it moving. If if, if not, you know y'all y'all can you know get that on. So in the same breath, then. So considering what you just said about before you get into a situation with another person that you may have your requirements before you go into that situation with them. And then you, execu you execute that requirement. So some type of way you let them know, this is what my expectations are um, or whatever. And they either have an issue with it or they comply with it, right? That same mindset goes to other parts of tests that could be done in a relationship. So the question, or before a relationship and in the relationship, so the question is, should a woman 
um, purposefully put things in place that would test a guy's character, for example, um, and what he's willing to put up with or not. Um, so those are some examples. So you brought up the STD testing, which is that's very tan tangible. But um, should a woman test in other areas as well? So for example, test his character, test how far he would go. Should she do that? Are you there? I Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, that sucks. Can you hear me? I'm here. Hello. Hello. We're gone for a little bit there. Did you hear my questions? Yeah, I was saying that um, I don't, I mean, each person should be cautious of each, each other. I mean, the world is crazy. You never know who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't think it's just necessarily red. Man, they just need to feel for each other and make sure that they're a good match. So you're saying it doesn't you know, necessarily people... shouldn't lie on or rest on the woman to do the testing. So no, no as, as, a, as a responsible adult, you need to know who you're dealing with. I mean, you may want to go get on some social media and some, and scan. You know, you know, you, you can get like a you can get like a little surface level of 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 knowledge of a person by doing stuff like that. You know, I don't take it further than that. Um, I get on social media and look at some posts and see who I'm dealing with. Uh, you know, uh, but in person, in person is really going to be, you know, how you how you learn a person, you know, face to face. You know, how they are with their kids, if they have kids, how they are with their parents, if the parents are still alive, do they have a good relationship? Um, how they are with, with friends? Do they do they jump from friend to friend? Are they always gossiping or they you know what i'm saying so i mean you could call it a test but it's just getting to know it's just it's just feeling feeling you know catching vibes and, and learning who you're dealing with all right so you, you kind of put some things out there that i do want to touch base on so you talk about mm -hmm. scanning the person on a superficial level through their social media site now you know if a woman says yeah. she does things like that it might be like whoa whoa but actually even businesses do that even businesses use your social media uh to filter you out and to kind of see it to interview you um essentially uh, to see if you're a good fit for their organization so the uh, up yeah, you better do that. Twenty twenty, you better do that. So I put it in context in this way. So I'm reading this book, and I, this is actually my second time reading the book, and I think it's 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 very harsh. It's pretty blunt, and I'm a pretty blunt person, and I'm pretty raw with certain conversations. Period. But this book had me going, "Whoa, hold on!" Um, and the the name of the book is "Men Don't Like Women Like You." or men don't love women like you. Um, I need to go get it. 
Mm-hmm. And but it starts off like to me, it can feel very berating to a woman. And like if a woman is in a situation where she's already feeling down because of the poor choices that she made in relationships or the fact that her relationship didn't um, wasn't successful. Now she's she's feeling even worse about herself, in my opinion, the way the book starts off. But in all of it, the author presents some very interesting topics. And one of the things that he mentions in there is the fact that a lot of women fail to ask the right questions up front because they are fearful that they're going to chase the dude off. Or if they see certain behaviors up front, they are afraid of addressing it for the same reason. Um, because they they kind of settle in this idea, well, you know, there's so many other women that he could be dealing with, but he chooses to be dealing with me. So they kind of like just make up all these reasons for why they're allowing whatever to go on. Now, let me, okay, so I'll pause there and let you respond to that. And then I'll follow up with that. So how do you feel um, about this idea that women should ask questions at the beginning of a relationship? Yeah, I mean, na- naturally, naturally ask, ask those questions, but you can't come off like a like an interview. You know what I'm saying? You can't come out just bombarding somebody with questions. I mean, that, that'll make any, I mean, if I did it, like if a guy did it to you, no, you you know, after a while, like shit, three, four questions, five questions in a row, and and it just boom, 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 and it's, and it's not really a conversation, then it, it may get kind of uncomfortable. But if it's just a conversation, yeah, you gotta ask those questions. You gotta know. It's too late in the game to to not have enough sense enough to that you need to know somebody. I mean, if they if they don't like it, look, if they don't like if they don't like if they don't like what you're doing, that's not the one for you. That's just how it is. I mean. It's, it's no point to be trying to sit up here and sugarcoat anything to, to pretend uh, or worry about scaring somebody out here. You may need to scare them off. Yeah, that's, a, you, you may that's, a, that's a pretty strong point, too. But let me ask you this. Yeah, you may Could, is it possible, yeah. though, to chase somebody off that is a right fit for you? Like with you saying, and I, I can agree that if you are sitting there bombarding the person, with all these interrogative questions, like they're in an interrogation that that may come across as awkward um, and they may feel some type of way. Isn't that a way to push somebody away or you know run somebody off that could be right for you? It could be, it could be, but what does right for you mean? What does, like, what, 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 does, what does that mean that they're right for you? That's a great question. Um, and I think that's the the challenge with a lot of women. We are always um, now, of, of course, this is a generalization, but I think we are always looking for the one. Um, and I don't know necessarily where all that conditioning came from or what is happening, why we're always kind of looking for the one. And we are in a, a constant state of, I don't want to run this dude off. I don't want to. Now, Granted, there are some of the guys that, like you said, some of them need to be chased away. They need to be ran off mm-hmm. because some of the guys that we entertain are basic dudes. 
They have, there is nothing exceptional about them. There's nothing extraordinary about them, but we give them so much attention and give them so much like clout that um, these less than ordinary guys become extraordinary some type of way. So even though he may not have been a fit for you in the first place, even if he could, wouldn't have fit your criterion, if he runs away, all of a sudden you still start to question yourself like, but what's wrong with me? And women, and that's another thing this book talk, talks about is how women are always like, you know, questioning themselves about um, having a guy, keeping a guy, all the, the, this, that idea. So do men have those kind of issues? Do you guys think you're doing things that could chase a girl away or? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, I, I've done stuff to chase girls away. Do you, th do you think yeah. that was like the one and I chased her away? No, I don't. I don't think there's not a one. I think there is. I think people have multiple matches. Too many people in the world just to think there's that one person. There's going to be people that match better than others that you touch on, you know, like y'all connect on more dots than someone else. Like, you know, you may meet somebody, y'all just may have good sex, but no conversation. Or they just, you know what I'm saying? They, or somebody may like to travel and the other person doesn't. Somebody may be outgoing and the other one isn't. But now you um, see, so you're think, talking on a, which is another subject that I want to bring up because just like this, this conversation where yes, everyone doesn't fit everyone. But if a woman is going into a relationship where she's looking for um, monogamy, but where it sounds like mm -hmm. you are talking about people that are filling different roles, not just in um, mm -hmm. a platonic way, um, shouldn't she ask those questions up front? Shouldn't she know up front if? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's going it's going to flow. It, it's supposed to flow naturally. You know, if if that's that's the better, that's a good a better situation if it could flow naturally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but ask, you got to ask those questions. You can't sit there and uh, and just find out on the fly. I mean, ask them. I mean, ask them in a good setting, y'all, you know, out to eat or bowling or, you know, playing dominoes or whatever. Just ask those questions, you know, just, just in a regular conversation. I will. I'm not going to sit there and bite my tongue for nobody. I'm too old. All right. So outside of the questions, then, what if this lady um, puts you in a situation where it is a test? Because... According to the book, men do test women and see if she will fall for it. For example, um, there was a situation where the guy started an argument just to see if she was mm -hmm. going to act the fool or she was going to come back and be all, you know. Mm, and Yeah, so you don't want to deal with stuff like that. You don't want to deal with a person like that. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't want to deal with that. Like, yeah, if, if you want to see how a person is going to act in an argument, man, let that argument come naturally. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to deal with somebody who's throwing out just, I mean, that's, that's, that's some manipulative stuff right there. And then if they, if they doing that in that situation, they're going to do some other stuff in another situation that you might, that you really ain't going to like. So you think I mean, it's, I've, it's I've, all I've, playing I've, games. I've done that. I've done that type of stuff in my years. I've done that. And that ain't, that ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? That don't work out all the time in your favor. So I wouldn't recommend doing anything like that. Does it work out at all? Does it ever work no. out? No. 
I mean, it could. It could if you got somebody that's that's going to sit there and take it. You know, if you got somebody weak minded that's going to sit there and deal with that, then it it'll work out for that for that person that's throwing the tricks out there. But is it you know, necessarily is it necessarily tricks if the person is okay? So let me put it this way: there are some jobs, right? So I'm a teacher. Some schools, some school districts require that when you go into um, the interview, parts of the interview is where you have to actually create a lesson and you have to teach that lesson, you know, like a mock lesson. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the schools I taught at, I actually had to teach a class as part mm-hmm. of with real students as part of my interview. So I passed the other parts of the interview process or stages. And then it came to this part where I had to pass it. Now, you could say that's the natural process or process for that school interview. That's how they do things there. What if the woman, that's the way she does things, where she has her stages of this is what you go through this. Then if you pass that, then you go through this and so on and so forth. (laughs) Is that manipulative or is that just part of her process? of trying to Man, figure that, out who can actually w- get to get to her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see your point. It's just going to depend on the, well, using a woman, it's going to depend, it's going to depend on the guy because that could get on his nerves. He could be like, oh, no, I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with anything like this. But then or go back to your say, point, if he doesn't want to deal with anything like that, then he's not a, candidate or not the right candidate for that position he may not be if that's how you are if that's your process he may not be he may not be- understand that he may he may not accept that accept it because i think about and i've sat in interviews and i know a lot of times we don't want to think about the dating process as an actual process we don't want to think of it like an interview um but i think maybe that is where a lot of us go wrong. And I do agree with you that stuff is supposed to flow naturally um, and it's supposed to happen. Uh, I I can agree with that. Um, However, just like with interviews and with the mock lessons, sometimes the reason they create it that way is so that they can see what you're made of in a short amount of time. So like, I don't have five years to figure out if you're showing me a representative. So let's expedite this. And um, let me put you in the hot seat real quick. Let me give you a situation. How do you respond? And so like, that's how interviews happen in real life. Now I've been in interviews where we, we just ask the questions and then, and that's, you know, most people can memorize those questions so that when they come into the interview, they know how to regurgitate answers. Then I've also been in interviews, like I said, where you had to be more hands-on. You had to prepare and you had to perform. And those are two different types of interview that yields two different results. So a lot of times, I think, when we go into interviews, which is aka dating, we A, don't ask questions or we don't ask the right questions. Or it's like you said, it's not very natural. It doesn't flow right. We're just sitting there asking questions like we're reading from a sheet of paper. And that person may have already been exposed to those types of questions. So they know how to answer, right? 
then I think the part that we are missing is the where they have to perform, where it's an opportunity for them to either show their face or their facade. Um, and some of us just don't have five years to Not wait for the, them to all unmask themselves. So that's the, where the test the, might the, be relevant to some people. The, the questions are okay. It's going to depend on the environment. It's going to depend on the tone of those questions. Um, yeah, both of y'all are just going back and forth asking questions, and, and it's kind of in a, a – there's a light, a light environment. Hello. Okay. So uh, the last recording kind of stopped. I'm figuring out this app, but – so you are in like um let me just revisit what we've been talking about um and i've invited one other person to our conversation so ken and yep. anthony say hello to ken hey what's up ken hey nothing much all right so i'm going to ken we actually had about a good 20 something minutes of conversation and then it <laughs> kind of off so i'm going to kind of revisit what we talked about really quickly so the question should men test men or men um, before getting into committed relationship? And I guess that we could open that up eventually to should or should either these tests. But that's the original question. And then Anthony kind of wanted to know what type of testing. So we kind of got to the point where we were talking about different types of interview processes. So I was giving him the analogy of when, or the example of when I went to one school and they had certain process for the interview where you came in, you on face to face, but then you have to create a lesson, a lesson plan, and you have to teach that lesson to a live class. So I was talking about, you know, sometimes in the basic process, we kind of talk, uh, we kind of ask questions as if it's a bit of a regurgitation, um, just, just kind of asking a bunch of questions as opposed to um, doing it in an actual way for that person. Um, has to perform, where they have to like show who they really are. Um, do you understand what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Anthony, is there anything I'm missing from that? No, no, no. Yeah. Good. So, where do you stand on this, Ken? Do you think there should be some level of testing involved when you are before during the dating process before you decide to get into subcommitting? I'm gonna say yeah, yes, but not in a standardized way. Um, as far as like personality testing, I mean, I mean that's part of the problem. People want to skip the whole process of getting to know somebody for real. They want to get just skip to the straight answer. They make a quick decision. That ain't how people work. Yeah. That's how applications work. That's how, you know, technology works, but that's not how a person works. You can't base a person off of test answers. And not only that, you're going to have to run into the whole bias thing of a person trying to figure out what answer you really want them to give and all that bullshit. Just take the time yeah. to get to know a person. Now, when it comes far as like certain, you can cheat on you can cheat on any test. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 
That's strong. And, and, and not only that, it, it kind of takes the romance out of the shit. I mean, just honestly. Yeah. yeah. That, now that is um, an ingredient we haven't mentioned because the thing is when we, at this age, I think when we're dating, um, I do think we take romance out of it. It's almost like we go in with the ingredients of skepticism, mistrust, um, doubt, um, all of those ingredients. But the romance part is that one, I don't know if it's on the forefront of our minds, actually. Like, honestly. Do you think so, Anthony? No. And, and it's really okay. interesting. Go ahead, Ken. I would say I think it depends on the person. I mean, I, I'm not that cynical. I take everybody for, you know, who themselves or as is. So I'm not the type of person that a previous experience on next actually paint the experience with the next person. I'm going to take everybody for being different. So for me, like I say, I, I'm not going to say romance is at the forefront, but the whole skepticism, distrust, and you know, looking at folks sideways, I don't come with that. Not when I just meet somebody. No. You got to tell me something. I, I, I have to have a reason to give you a side eye. I actually come from the other end. And I've said this to uh, a few guys. Um, I come from the other end. Like you, everyone starts at zero for me. Now, mm -hmm. there was a point in my life where everyone started at 100. Um, but at some point, I guess, after you go through certain situations, then you're like, okay, maybe I need to switch this up. So I, and I'm not saying this is the right way to do it. I'm just saying this is the way I'm doing it right now. That... Mm -hmm everyone kind of starts off at zero. Like I, you come to me and I'm already thinking you're full of some fuckeries and some shenanigans. And then we work our way up from there. So it's, you can only go up with me um, mm -hmm. because you're already, you start out already in the, the gutter. So it's only going up. And I know that might be terrible. Um, and I put it in context I was reading this um, book and a lot of women, we read all these books, usually written by men, trying to tell us how to get men, you know, or how we should behave or not behave. And so a lot of um, our behaviors are altered on that level. But one of the things that I can say is, uh, age and experience does change a person. We can, we, we can act as if it doesn't, but there are women who have gone through some, some messed up stuff and they don't want to repeat it. And the only way they know how to not do that is to have a defense me mechanism. Myself is one of those women. So um, I'm not going to be the one to tell you, any guy moving forward that you start off and I don't look at you cynically or... I don't see and that's that I would be lying because to me, every guy at this point, they can't kind of start, start off the same way until they show me something differently. And that's the way I look at it. And that's fair considering the experience of a lot of women. Um, me, I personally start people off at about 60, 70. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, everybody comes with, with, with some some form or some share of bullshit. Right. So if you start off at zero, you know, you kind of already, you know, 
you have to, you did with a lot, like I told you, Marshall, earlier in one earlier conversation, you know, for you and I, we're dealing with a totally different kind of, I don't want to say cultural mindset, but a, a different etiquette mindset. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I'm starting somebody off at zero, you know, they may do some things that for me and my training is kind of like a faux pas, but for them, they're like, hey, what, you know, they don't, they don't, it's, you know, par for the course or business as usual for them. Something like as simple as for us, like, you know, opening a car door or, you know, pulling out a seat, you know, for us, we were raised in a culture where that's a big deal. Right. But here it's not. So for me, if I start a person off at zero and they don't do that type of shit, you know, then you kind of already negative by the end of the night. <laughs> We're below zero now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I just start people off at 50, 60, you know, because like I said, I, I come with my share of idiosyncrasies as well. And and I mean, that is fair. Like we all come with our own level of foolishness. And um, one of the things that I'm learning to own is my own level of foolishness and my own level of insecurities and my own level of holes that I have. I need patching. And I know sometimes as a strong independent woman, sometimes we have this persona like we don't need anyone. And the issue with that is there are men who they are targeting women like us who are like, um, so you're a strong, independent woman, but I know you have some trust issues and I'm going to come in like the night on with shining armor and try and save you because they already know that we have some kind of issues. So my thing is trying to like address my own insecurities and my own issues because I know they're there. So um, now it's like, how do I vet a person? Like, how do I moving forward with all the experiences that I've had and all the ones that I don't want to repeat? How do I vet a person in a healthy way, knowing that I am cynical, knowing that I'm skeptical, knowing that my trust level is low as hell? How do I vet a person in a healthy way moving forward? If it's not testing, if it's not questioning, and I know we're saying naturally, but truly I don't have another three years or five years to give to a person only for them to turn around and be a full piece of whatever. So how do you do that in a healthy way? What works for me and what has worked for me and if I could find a way to figure out this phone and conference my best friend, Sharice, and she could co-sign this, like our friendship was really built on pretty much how I treat people. Mm-hmm. I let people know you when you're around me, you have you can be totally comfortable and feel free to be 100% who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, whoever the fuck you are, if I feel like dealing with that, that's up to me. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> you know, but that's to me, that's the most healthiest way, because when I treat people like that or give them that freedom, then they're going to be who they are. And again, show me who you are. And as for me, it's my responsibility to fucking listen to what they show me. Right. So, Anthony, I think earlier you were talking about um, on that similar platform where be yourself and if they're if they're for you, they're for you. And some people need to be chased away. Um, But then I did ask him as well, Ken, can you do things to chase good people away? Like, could you be like with the question is with dating? Could you be interrogating a person or doing certain testing and that actually pushes the right person away from me. Yeah, because uh, again, with a lot of people, and like I was telling my friend today, what what a lot of women and people in our generation, you 
what you don't realize is like even that question is based on the bullshit misconception of what a fucking relationship should be. Get rid of that Disney bullshit. Get rid of that Cosby show, that family matters bullshit that we were raised on as to how relationships are supposed to go. You remember I was telling you, Marsha, with um, Silverback, mm -hmm. you know, at some point you got to realize your relationship with a different person is going to be just that, y'all relationship, mm -hmm. whatever the fuck you're going to make it. Mm -hmm. So if you come with this pre pre nose conception of, or some type of checklist, or if this doesn't happen, this doesn't happen at certain, even, even if it doesn't have a timetable, if you have a checklist whatsoever, you're already setting your own self up for failure. But let's because pause. That's not how people work. So let's, but let's do this though. If, and I do agree with you actually, but at the very same breath, in the same breath, same length, same width, I mm -hmm. think I have a checklist now. Now, uh, I do believe that. Like, I do believe there's some stuff that is non-negotiable for me. There's some things yeah, that at this point, if I even see a glimpse of that, I, I'm going to shut it down. Now, someone did tell me that I am one of those people that I'm probably going to look for reasons for the situation or the relationship not to work more than I would look mm -hmm. for reasons for it to work. Because, yes. I am dealing with my own stuff. So anyone who comes to me now, so I can honestly say, I don't think I'm at a place where I'm ready to commit to anybody. I kind of <laughs> like being single and alone and going through my healing process because it's been a while. And then <laughs> something shows up and then I realize, oh no, I'm really not healed in that area. And something yeah. else showed up like, oh shit. Oh, I'm really not healing that area. So well, you do realize like 90% of the population does not have that knowledge of self-reflection. But the thing is, my my thing is, whenever I, I meet a guy, I'm going to be me. Like I can't, I'm not going to put on the facade because he's going to see that broken, insecure part of me sooner or later. So hello, here I am. Can you deal with it? No? Okay, peace. Because at this point, like I need someone that can help me get through what I'm getting through. Like I can be that person to help him get through what he's getting through. So if my criterion chases him off, peace. Like I have them now. And I think that's one of the other things is I think women, we, and I don't know if this is a men thing too. So I, that's why I invited y'all to the conversation because I do want to see the other side of things. I know that with us women, oh, one second, Ken. I know that with us women, we tend to like overthink. We're always thinking about how we should be and act and look to please a man, to get a man, to keep a man. And that's like, uh -huh, and that's, go ahead. And you're getting that from that bullshit pre preconceived notion as to what quote unquote romance should be. All that bullshit is based on what our grandparents went through. I mean, it's a new day and age. Granted, I agree with what you're saying 100%, except, well, I ain't gonna say 100, I'll say about 99%. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say I don't have a checklist, I just have standards. Right, Because right. we live in a time where, you know, certain people for whatever legit reason may not have something that's on my particular list. Right. Um. And it just depends on where you are. I mean, it, it 
it's like people need to understand when it comes to things of life, you there are no fucking shortcuts. You don't have a diet pill. You, you're still going to have to eat right and exercise. You don't have any shortcuts to getting to know a person for who they really are besides spending fucking quality time yeah. and paying attention. And, 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 that's it. And, and talk, talking to, like, that's why I said before, you got to talk to somebody and meet them as a friend first. They're going to be comfortable. They're going yeah. to they're gonna be, they'll, they'll feel free to talk to you about their past and their intentions just don't like you said you, you don't even you dealing with a lot of stuff on your own like no no man i mean he can come in there and teach you a lesson that you know what i'm saying that you probably want to work on yourself that that happened to me um so you probably need to work on some stuff on your own because you meeting somebody at zero and and already thinking they're in the gutter or whatever that that's that's gonna set you up for failure a lot of times i mean i don't know how yeah, yeah well, i don't the know thing how the thing is, here's the thing that I do believe when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that a person grows in a vacuum, which means I don't think right. you, I can say I am, um, I'm better at a relationship with a guy unless I'm in a relationship with a guy. So there are certain Correct. things about being in a relationship that it mirrors who you are. You see certain things about yourself, certain characteristics and elements about yourself that you don't see when you're by yourself, that you really don't Mm. see when you're by yourself. So it's not until you get with someone else and that's when you really pay attention to, oh, I still have that level of mistrust. The reason I can say, honestly, that people start out off at zero, that's not a lesson that I learned by myself. I learned that when I came back to the dating scene and said, okay, let me give a person a chance. Then I realized, ah, oh, sis, you still have people at this level. You still have this mindset going in. And I'm not going to lie about that. That's where I am now. So then I have to make a decision based on that assessment or based on what is revealed to me about me. Do I want to continue trying to date somebody or do I want to back off for a bit? And the thing about, honestly, the thing about being single is you do get comfortable, especially if you like your own space and doing your own thing and you don't have to depend on anyone else. You get so comfortable in your own skin and in your own way. So, Hell yeah. yeah, go ahead, Ken. Preach to the choir. <laughs> I said preach to the choir on that one. That's why I'm probably going to stay somewhere. <laughs> the um, struggle is real. The only... The only caveat I would, I would caution you with, with that mindset, Marsha, is that you have to understand, just like you are coming with things, and not to overcomplicate it, because and, and I think that's what a lot of people in our generation, we do, we overcomplicate mm-hmm. shit. Because um, everything that you just said, you, you do realize applies to the very next person mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Except I will say so, this. Except I will... What, 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 Go ahead. Oh, hold on. What I was saying to say is, reason why I'm not going to, I will never invalidate whatever you say is because what you're saying and what you feel is based on your experience. I can't invalidate that. So you're, you're acting, you're reacting off your experience. Now with that, I would say, what's the definition of insanity? If you're acting off your experience and only reacting to that experience, you're being reactive, not proactive. And a lot of times when it comes to anything dealing with anyone else other than yourself and a mirror, you should be proactive not reactive because you're not going to always react in a good way everyone's entitled to their first reaction mm-hmm. that is not always good mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So be proactive 
not saying be naive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but be proactive. And, and for me, what works in that proactiveness, again, like, I'm just telling you the story. My best friend, Sharice, I mean, she might move out here. So you, I think you've met her because y'all we know. know yeah, we know each other. We, uh, through cyberspace, we connected. Yeah. Okay. Because she lived here for a time, but I don't, I don't know if y'all ever met her. Okay. I don't know. But, um. The way we met, I was dating a guy and blah, blah, blah. He was like, oh, I want you to meet my friend Sharice, whatever. So we came back to our apartment for a um, little 420. <laughs> and I pretty much told her, that I told her the exact same words I would tell anybody who's ever come to my house. You're going to hear anything that comes out of my speakers. If you don't like the music, just say so. I have plenty of music. I listen to everything. It's in my house. I'm going to enjoy whatever yeah. I hear. So if you don't enjoy it, just speak up. But don't sit there with the skunky beer face all night and then leave my apartment. Yeah. Right. And I kid you not, Sharice was the first and only person who has ever took me up on that. A song came like, oh, this is killing my vibe. Can we change to something else? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and we, we have been best friends ever fucking since. We don't even talk to Xavier, no. I don't even know what the fuck Xavier doing so again, it's like when you give people and give them the assurance that they can be themselves and not have to act, all thing you have to do then is just sit back and pay attention. And yeah. you know, that that mm-hmm. is very strong. I remember a lady, and I, I don't live by this all the time, but I believe it. She said this to me a while ago. She said, you know, if women were to stop talking and listen more, we will not need to ask questions if we just let a guy talk. Because actually, that's what guys do. They will let us talk and talk and talk. And I'm a talker, so they'll know all my business. So they'll talk and talk and find out all the things they need to know. So if it's someone that's manipulative, they are going to use that Mm -hmm. against you because you've told them everything. But, oh, Anthony, you were going to say something? No, no, go ahead. So on the other notes, you know, this is something I do want to. So I do agree with you guys. No, everyone does come with their issues. And as a self-assessing, evaluative person, I know I come with mine. And then I still have to be willing to accept somebody else's. The question still remains, how do I accept another person's? vet them appropriately and not repeat the history, not repeat history, not repeat the same course of action. Because I think ultimately we, especially if you've experienced certain levels of pain, you just don't want to go back down that road ever again. So then it's wisdom to think, okay, what, like you said, being more proactive than reactive, So what do I do now moving forward? How do I prepare myself adequately, sufficiently, appropriately, um, knowing that people are not a checklist, knowing that people are not an app, but how do I do this in a way that I feel like I'm going to know this person? And I know, yes, we have to build friendships, but how do you even get to the point where you trust them enough to become a friend? I mean, spend or, time. Spend, just spend time. But how though. do you do? That's the thing, though. I mean, because I mean, you got happy hour. You got movies. Oh, we've I mean, got you know, I mean, quarantine. Well, yeah, today. But no, I hear what you you guys are saying. Spend time together. Here's the, the caveat. 
right? Just like, oh, so Ken, I didn't tell you. So I'm rereading this book. I think I told you about it when I read it the first time, but um, Men Don't Love Women Like You. Um, the book is rough, man. It's rough. But that's one of the things, though. People can pretend for a long damn time. And in the book, they talk about placeholders and game changers. Now, I haven't gotten to the part of the book where it actually gives the positive outlook on all of this. I'm just at the depressing part where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a horrible woman. I made all these terrible choices. So that's the part that I'm at. But he does mention the idea of a placeholder where, you know, guys may meet someone. And at first, they may not know you're a placeholder, but then after few conversation they he already put you in the placeholder box mm. and he's waiting for mm. this this woman this queen this person that's going to change his everything but he's holding you there anyway now nobody wants to be a placeholder well maybe some people do, but most people don't want to be a placeholder most people want to be the one and if you're going to be spending time with me they want to be that person because it's that the other conditioning that we have you know most of us don't come like with Anthony. He was saying, believing that some people are good for this. Others are good for that. We all have our strengths and our challenges. And we don't always like appreciate all of that. Some of us are conditioned to believe one person needs to be our everything. So knowing that and knowing that a person can pretend for a long time, how do you properly vet a person? You have to get to know them. How? No one person, they are just the best motherfucking actor on yeah. earth can maintain such an act for that. It is true. Whatever the heart desires, behavior will reveal. Now, uh -huh. I got one question. Anthony, we haven't no. spoke before, have we? Okay, I, I ain't going to say something then, like, you know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 Because, like, okay, Marsha, now, you remember that other guy who was like, you know, when I went out on a date, you know, I, I had to do this, I, I did this and that instead, or I lost money, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. That's how you vet a person. Because, like, that that right there, he was telling you he doesn't value you more than what he already yeah. has right. on his plate. So, so, during that process, it was your decision so, okay, well, I, either am I going to continue to date this guy? Or are we just going to be friends? Are we going to text? Like, how is this going to go? Like, and, and that's the, the part that a lot of people miss. Again, you get the yeah. fucking signs of whether or not yeah, that person is going to tell you. They're going to tell life. you now. So, that's the point. And you got to listen. I think. So that's the point. So, when we talk about tests to begin with, I think what you guys are saying is actually, there's no need for the test. If you if you listen to what the person is not saying, you're listening to the things that their actions are saying, what they are doing and believe them. Now, Ken, you did say, though, some people come to the the they come to you and they behave in a certain way. But for you, that is a no, no, because uh, but for them, because of their world, their con conditioning, their culture, that's completely acceptable. Like the whole door thing. Now, for yeah. me, when dude, th that dude we were talking, oh yeah, that dude we were talking to, and he's like, oh, if you ask me to go to meet up, you're paying for the dinner or pay for the date. And I'm like, oh, brother, what? 
who do you oh uh, who yeah, Roxy, some, you don't mandate me somebody said that to no you? somebody said that to yes you. And, and at that yes. point at that point you already know you are it oh we already knew yeah you, yeah yeah you already know like oh man i'm not i, I don't want to i know i'm not going to want to deal with you but see, the thing is that also comes from because I have my whole set of criterion. Now, there are women because we do live in a generation where it's all about gender equality. And so there are women who will say, OK, cool. No, I'll, I'll pay for it. And and, you know, like I said to that dude, when I go out with my friends, if I go with Ken, if I go with whomever and I decide I want to pay the bill that day, I pay the bill. There's no. There's yeah. no beef about that. There's no issue about that. Yeah, and it's not you even, mandating me. And it's, yeah, go ahead. It's not even an issue about who pays, but just to say something like that, even if the woman, yeah, even if the woman say, "Well, you're gonna pay if if we go out," just like, well, now nah, we ain't even talking about that money. It ain't even the issue. But just to say right. something like that, first off, like, oh man, no, nah, come on. But that that is th- there are men right now. There's a culture that's brewing that that's acceptable it's acceptable for a guy to now say no you are paying um that that is a cultural thing now that's what's brewing so i'm going to agree with that i'm going to disagree with that as far as that being a cultural thing because and mm -hmm. here's why because one thing that people have to do and, and what's up to you as well, and it's nothing wrong with that. Again, you have to use, there's no point in living and getting experience. Right, you don't use right, right. So my life's experience, using my own experience, what I've been through, what I've taken myself through, mm-hmm. good and bad. Now, if I was to ever approach a person and say, you paying and it was actually a fucking big issue, <laughs> you, were, you ain't got no Bye, money. Felicia. That's what that means. But and Marsha, the thing is, yeah. that's true. You can, you can take that to the bank because when, when that conversation continued, what did that guy reveal? Oh, you got children. Oh, you're taking care of your kids, your two sons. Well, nigga, you ain't got time. <laughs> you ain't got the money. Yeah. Stay home. <laughs> so it's like, but, but again, we mess up when we don't use that experience. And for whatever reason, either the dick good, the booty good, they look good. Or we have this image of what we think there should be, yeah, and we continue. Exactly. And and that's the strong suit right there. That is the point. It's like we see things because you have us saying don't have a list, or that that's cool. But yeah, you have to have your standards. You have had your own experiences that have taught you some things, and from those lessons, you should know what you do not want in your life and what you do want in your life. So based on how a person reveals themselves, you need to go, aha, oh, and you need Mm -hmm. to make those types of judgment calls along the way. There are certain things that I know, I've seen the signs before, I've seen it look like that, it's quacked like the duck before and it turned out to be a duck, it's barked like a dog before and it turned out to be a dog, and yet there's sometimes Later in life, we hear the bark and we're like, no, maybe this time it's really cat. You know, no, maybe this time it's, no, it's a cow. No. And when did it ever? Huh? When did it ever work out? And so that's the part now. It's where you've experienced those things. You know what that looks like. And yes, someone can convince you that this is not a zebra. It just has the stripes. Does zebras have stripes, by the way? Is that the right analogy? Zebras have stripes, mm-hmm. right? 
Okay. <laughs> well, I think what a lot of times what we run into, even myself, and yeah, in a lot of ways, the dating scene nowadays is way more complicated than it was for our parents and grandparents. And I think it's mainly complicated now in that you can't necessarily pay attention to certain things. I don't want to say on the surface. Sometimes you really do have to get a person's perspective okay. to really know know the real. And I say that for for example, like, and and it goes into a reason why I say I don't necessarily have a list. Like when I lived in New York, it wasn't a requirement for me. Right, right. There's subway. There's I live know. in Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Yeah, I live in Fort Worth, motherfucker. You and you ain't got a With car. What the fuck life. are you doing? Right. So yeah, yeah uh, um, um, now in Fort Worth, yeah, a car is quote unquote right. on that list. You're gonna need a car, but you know that, right? But you know, it, it that list is not set in stone. It's and dynamic. you know what's interesting? My list, if I had a list, has nothing to do with those types of things. Uh, oh well, very right. little, very little well, to no, do. Some some of those no, 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 you you need to have some material shit on that list because as a man, if you are a man and you have pride in that twig and berries that you got between <laughs> your fucking legs, right? Material, you I could just think by default you come at because I'm 38, like I'm not 20 something. So at this age, I'm dating people 38 and older. Uh, by default, I think you already come with some of these things. So that's not even what, that's not even what I'm looking for. It's your characteristics as a person, your integrity, how you deal with me, your respect level. Can you keep your word? Do you make me question you as soon as you hang up the phone? Like, what are those types of things about you? Are there like, oh, my spider sense is always tingling. Like, those are the things that I'm looking for. Those are, those are the things that are on my list. So the car and all of that, you should have that. Can they put that on the fucking billboard out here? Can Anthony? What say you, Anthony? Is he still there? Yeah, it's well, he did that earlier. So. I think we are, I'm going to wrap this up because I have like 20 minutes and then this. So this is about an hour. Oh my goodness. But I think it's great. And I want to keep having these conversations for, so for those of you who are listening and um, this is our first podcast and I think we're going to keep doing these because I like it. How do you like it, Ken? I like it. (laughs) So if you like heard anything that we said and you want to comment, I think there's an option to comment. I don't know. I'll figure it out in a bit and let you know. But um, this was impromptu and they were able to get on. Ken and Anthony, thank you both for able to come on and have these kind of conversations. Um, And I know out there you guys are dealing with a lot of different issues and none of us are perfect and none of us really have all the answers to how to love and relationships and dating. Like we're all figuring it out as we go along. So I am just hoping that we all can meet people who are the yin to our yans and we can just flow together. Um, But that's sometimes easier said than done in this world of complication. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) any final words, Ken? No, um, love it, great, intelligible. conversation um 
like I say, intelligible, actually with a point, not just right. Fluff. And that's how we talk. <laughs> that's our yeah. conversation. So good night, everyone. And we are good morning or whenever you're listening to this. And we will talk to you soon. Ken, I'll call you in a bit. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys, so this is Marsha Curitali, and I am trying out this new experiment, which is really to have a podcast. Usually, I just record my voice about the topics that I'm interested in, but today, I am considering adding some people to that conversation to kind of broaden um, the perspective. Um, So today, I have Anthony with me. Say hello, Anthony. Hello. Okay. Um, I don't know how to make sure everyone can hear you because this is like my first time doing this. So I'm super excited about it, but we'll see how it goes. So anyway, the topic today is um, should women test men before committing to a relationship? And your first question to that um, uh, topic was what, Anthony? What type of test? Okay, so can you speak louder for me as well? Because it's a little bit low on your end. All right, hold on. All right, how about now? Sounds the same, but it's okay. So you said what type of testing? So in your head, if I was to say to you, um, should a woman test a a man, like what are the, the different types of testing that could be allowed? Yeah, you talking about age test. You talking about what kind of test are you talking about? Well, I don't think any of them would be out of the realm. So, what tests would be allowable, and which tests wouldn't be? Well, no, I mean it's 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 not. I'm not even, you know, really speaking on that. You know, but a person is going to be like, well, what kind of test? You know, what what do you want to what do you want to know? What do you want to test me on? So, do you think? Okay, so let's take it back this way. When a person is meeting a person, another person for the first time, do you think they instinctively test that person? I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you want to, you don't, I don't test them. You know, I feel for vibes. You know, I put my, I put my antenna out. I kind of see who I'm dealing with, you know. So there's no, no testing involved. When you think of the word testing, what do you think? Man, I, start, I I think of STD tests when I mean when you when you sent me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is 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 that not part of it though? Should women not be requiring dudes to be taking an STD test? I mean, I don't know about. I mean, a woman, a person, a person can do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's nothing that's going to be that everybody's going to do. You know, a person can do what they want to do if, if a, like if you, for example, you, you have your requirement when you meet someone new and before you get physical with them, you want to take some type of test or, S, you know, STD test. Well, that's that's fine. And, you know, if the guy has a problem with it, then you need to keep it moving. If, if, if not, you know, y'all, y'all can, you know, get that on. So in the same breath then, so considering what you just said about before you get into a situation with another person, that you may have your requirements before you go into that situation with them. And then you execute you execute that requirement. So some type of way you let them know 
this is what my expectations are um, or whatever. And they either have an issue with it or they comply with it, right? That same mindset goes to other parts of tests that could be done in a relationship. So the question, or before a relationship and in the relationship. So the question is, should a woman um, purposefully put things in place that would test a guy's character, for example, um, and what he's willing to put up with or not? Um, so those are some examples. So you brought up the STD testing, which is that's very tan tangible. But um, should a woman test in other areas as well? So, for example, test his character, test how far he would go. Should she do that? Are you there? Can you hear me? Hello? Oh, that sucks. Can you hear me? I'm here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> We're gone for a little bit there. Did you hear my questions? Yeah, I was saying that um, I don't, I mean, each person should be cautious of each, each other. I mean, the world is crazy. You never know who you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't think it's just necessarily red. Man, they just need to feel for each other and make sure that they're a good match. So you're saying it doesn't you know, necessarily shouldn't lie on or rest on the woman to do the testing. So no, no as, as, a, as a responsible adult, you need to know who you're dealing with. I mean, you may want to go get on some social media and some, and scan. You know, you know, you, you can get like a you can get like a little surface level of 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 knowledge of a person by doing stuff like that. You know, I don't take it further than that. Um, I get on social media and look at some posts and see who I'm dealing with. Uh, you know, uh, but in person, in person is really going to be, you know, how you how you learn a person, you know, face to face. You know, how they are with their kids, if they have kids, how they are with their parents, if the parents are still alive, do they have a good relationship? Um, how they are with, with friends? Do they do they jump from friend to friend? Are they always gossiping or they you know what i'm saying so i mean you could call it a test but it's just getting to know it's just it's just feeling feeling you know catching vibes and, and learning who you're dealing with all right so you, you kind of put some things out there that i do want to touch base on so you talk about mm -hmm. scanning the person on a superficial level through their social media site now you know if a woman says yeah. she does things like that it might be like whoa whoa but actually even businesses do that even businesses use your social media uh to filter you out and to kind of see it to interview you um essentially uh, to see if you're a good fit for their organization so the uh, up yeah, you better do that. Twenty twenty, you better do that. So I put it in context in this way. So I'm reading this book, and I, this is actually my second time reading the book. 
And I think it's, it's, it's very harsh. It's pretty blunt. And I'm a pretty blunt person and I'm pretty raw with certain conversations, period. But this book had me going, whoa, hold on. Um, and the, the name of the book is Men Don't Like Women Like You or Men Don't Love Women Like You. Um, I need to go get it. Mm-hmm. And But it starts off like, to me, it can feel very berating to a woman. And like, if a woman is in a situation where she's already feeling down because of the poor choices that she made in relationships or the fact that her relationship didn't, um, wasn't successful. Now she's, she's feeling even worse about herself, in my opinion, the way the book starts off. But in all of it, the author presents some very interesting topics. And one of the things that he mentions in there is the fact that a lot of women fail to ask the right questions up front because they are fearful that they're going to chase the dude off. Or if they see certain behaviors up front, they are afraid of addressing it for the same reason. Um, because they they kind of settle in this idea, well, you know, there's so many other women that he could be dealing with, but he chooses to be dealing with me. So they kind of like just make up all these reasons for why they're allowing whatever to go on. Now, let me, okay, so I'll pause there and let you respond to that. And then I'll follow up with that. So how do you feel um, about this idea that women should ask questions at the beginning of a relationship? Yeah, I mean, na- naturally, naturally ask, ask those questions, but you can't come off like a like an interview. You know what I'm saying? You can't come out just bombarding somebody with questions. I mean, that, that'll make any, I mean, if I did it, like if a guy did it to you, no, you you know, after a while, like shit, three, four questions, five questions in a row, and and it just boom, 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 and it's, and it's not really a conversation, then it, it may get kind of uncomfortable. But if it's just a conversation, yeah, you got to ask those questions. You got to know. It's too late in the game to to not have enough sense enough to that you need to know somebody. I mean, if they if they don't like it, look, if they don't like if they don't like if they don't like what you're doing, that's not the one for you. That's just how it is. I mean. It's, it's no point to be trying to sit up here and sugarcoat anything to to pretend uh, or worry about scaring somebody out here. You may need to scare them off. Yeah, that's a you, you that's a that's a pretty strong point too. But let me ask you this: Yeah, you may. Could, is it possible yeah. though to chase somebody off that is a right fit for you? Like with you saying, and I I can agree that if you are sitting there bombarding the person with all these interrogative questions, like they're in an interrogation that that may come across as awkward um, and they may feel some type of way. Isn't that a way to push somebody away or, you know, run somebody off that could be right for you? It could be, it could be, but what does right for you mean? What does, like, what, 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 does, what does that mean that they're right for you? That's a great question. Um, and I think that's the the challenge with a lot of women. We are always um, now, of, of course, this is a generalization, but I think we are always looking for the one. Um, and I don't know necessarily where all that conditioning came from or what is happening, why we're always kind of looking for the one. And we are in a 
a constant state of, I don't want to run this dude off. I don't want to. Now, granted, there are some of the guys that, like you said, some of them need to be chased away. They need to be ran off because some of the guys that we entertain are basic dudes. They have, there is nothing exceptional about them. There's nothing extraordinary about them, but we give them so much attention and give them so much like clout that um, these less than ordinary guys become extraordinary some type of way. So even though he may not have been a fit for you in the first place, even if he could, wouldn't have fit your criterion, if he runs away, all of a sudden you still start to question yourself like, but what's wrong with me? And women, and that's another thing this book talk, talks about is how women are always like, you know, questioning themselves about um, having a guy, keeping a guy, all the, the, this, that idea. So do men have those kind of issues? Do you guys think you're doing things that could chase a girl away or? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah, I, I've done stuff to chase girls away. Do you, th do you think yeah. that was like the one and I chased her away? No, I don't. I don't think there's not a one. I think there is. I think people have multiple matches. Too many people in the world just to think there's that one person. There's going to be people that match better than others that you touch on, you know, like y'all connect on more dots than someone else. Like, you know, you may meet somebody, y'all just may have good sex with no conversation. Or they just, you know what I'm saying? They, or somebody may like to travel and the other person doesn't. Somebody may be outgoing and the other one isn't. But now you um, see, so you're think, talking on a, which is another subject that I want to bring up because just like this, this conversation where, yes, everyone doesn't fit everyone. But if a woman is going into a relationship where she's looking for um, monogamy, but where it sounds like mm -hmm. you are talking about people that are filling different roles, not just in um, mm -hmm. a platonic way. Um, shouldn't she ask those questions up front? Shouldn't she know up front if? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's going, it's going to flow. It, it's supposed to flow naturally. You know, if, if that's, that's the better, that's a good, a better situation if it could flow naturally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but ask, you got to ask those questions. You can't sit there and uh, and just find out on the fly. I mean, ask them. I mean, ask them in a good setting, y'all, you know, out to eat or bowling or, you know, playing dominoes or whatever. Just ask those questions, you know, just, just in a regular conversation. I will. I'm not going to sit there and bite my tongue for nobody. I'm too old. All right. So outside of the questions then, what if this lady um, puts you in a situation where it is a test? Because... According to the book, men do test women and see if she will fall for it. For example, um, there was a situation where the guy started an argument just to see if she was mm -hmm. going to act the fool or she was going to come back and be all, you know. Mm, and Yeah, so you don't want to deal with stuff like that. You don't want to deal with a person like that. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't want to deal with that. Like, yeah, if, if you want to see how a person is going to act in an argument, man, let that argument come naturally. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to deal with somebody who's throwing out just I mean, that's 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 some manipulative stuff right there. And then if they if they doing that in that situation, they're going to do some other stuff in another situation that you might that you really ain't going to like. 
So you think Man, it's, I've, it's I've, all I've, playing I've, games? I've done that. I've done that type of stuff in my years. I've done that, and that ain't that ain't cool. You know what I'm saying? That don't work out all the time in your favor. So I wouldn't recommend doing anything like that. Does it work out at all? Does it ever work no. out? No. I mean, it could. It could if you got somebody that's that's going to sit there and take it. You know, if you got somebody weak-minded that's going to sit there and deal with that, then it, it'll work out for that for that person that's throwing the tricks out there. But is it, you know, necessarily, is it necessarily tricks if the person is... Okay, so let me put it this way. There are some jobs, right... So I'm a teacher. Some schools, some school districts require that when you go into um, the interview, parts of the interview is where you have to actually create a lesson and you have to teach that lesson, you know, like a mock lesson. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the schools I taught at, I actually had to teach a class as part mm -hmm. of with real students as part of my interview. So I passed the other parts of the interview process or stages, and then it came to this part where I had to pass it. Now, you could say that's the natural process or process for that school interview. That's how they do things there. What if the woman, that's the way she does things, where she has her stages of this is what you go through this, then if you pass that, then you go through this, and so on and so forth. <laughs> is that manipulative, or is that just part of her process? of trying to Man, figure that, out who can actually w get to get to her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see your point. It's just going to depend on the, well, using a woman, it's going to depend, it's going to depend on the guy because that could get on his nerves. He could be like, oh, no, I don't want to deal with, I don't want to deal with anything like this. But then or go back to your say, point, if he doesn't want to deal with anything like that, then he's not a, candidate or not the right candidate for that position he may not be if that's how you are if that's your process he may not be he may not be understand that he may he may not accept that, accept that because i think about and i've sat in interviews and i know a lot of times we don't want to think about the dating process as an actual process we don't want to think of it like an interview um but i think maybe that is where a lot of us go wrong. And I do agree with you that stuff is supposed to flow naturally um, and it's supposed to happen. Uh, I, I can agree with that. Um, however, just like with interviews and with the mock lessons, sometimes the reason they create it that way is so that they can see what you're made of in a short amount of time. So like, I don't have five years to figure out if you're showing me a representative. So let's expedite this. And um, let me put you in the hot seat real quick. Let me give you a situation. How do you respond? And so like, that's how interviews happen in real life. Now I've been in interviews where we, we just ask the questions and then, and that's, you know, most people can memorize those questions so that when they come into the interview, they know how to regurgitate answers. Then I've also been in interviews, like I said, where you had to be more hands-on. You had to prepare and you had to perform. And those are two different types of interview that yields two different results. So a lot of times, I think, when we go into interviews, which is aka dating, 
we a don't ask questions or we don't ask the right questions or it's like you said it's not very natural it doesn't flow right we're just sitting there asking questions like we're reading from a sheet of paper and that person may have already been exposed to those types of questions so they know how to answer right then i think the part that we are missing is the where they have to perform, where it's an opportunity for them to either show their face or their facade. Um, and some of us just don't have five years to no, wait for the, them to all unmask themselves. So that's the, where the test the, might the, be relevant to some people. The, the questions are okay. It's going to depend on the environment. It's going to depend on the tone of those questions. Um, yeah, both of y'all are just going back and forth asking questions and, and it's kind of in a, a, it's a light, a light environment.